What's up everybody, let's spin a little yarn. Uh, just like I said with the last one with mental toughness, I'm just gonna go right into uh, another topic about something that happened recently um, that I think is related to mental toughness for the, the person, one of the people in the scenario, right? But uh, something happened to one of my guys recently that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get out of my brain. Uh, and it happened a few days ago and I was processing it still and I wanted to make sure I got this right because of the way that my leadership dealt with it. Uh, there were, I had some questions about it, and I don't even know that I'll get into those pieces of it. I just wanted to make sure I had fully processed it and that uh, I had gotten kind of to the place that I wanted to before I shared this. But basically, what I want to talk today about is choosing your battles, and this is something that uh, I mentioned as a potential episode in the future, and that's something that I hope to do, but what I'm going to get into is I had a, one of my uh, junior supply sailors and senior supply sailors uh, kind of got into this confrontation with an officer recently and it had to do with some tasking that uh, the, the officer owned a program and was trying to get a bunch of enlisted sailors on the ship that owed her program something to take action on that thing that they owed her so that her program could get squared away, right? So, which is great. That's exactly what she should be doing, taking ownership of that program and making that happen. However, there's a way to go about doing that. And what she was doing, she's a junior officer, what she was doing was uh, essentially going around and trying to do it all herself. She was going from person to person, uh, asking directly a junior enlisted sailor what time they could come do this proficiency watch, uh, what time to schedule it, could they go around and tell all these other people, stuff like that. Uh, basically, a commissioned officer was directly tasking a junior enlisted sailor. And so some of, some of you probably rolled your eyes or made your skin crawl a little bit or, or you recalled some kind of a memory where you were frustrated by that kind of a concept. And so that was kind of where the, the conflict touched off. And so what happened was uh, my junior enlisted supply sailor owed her a proficiency watch and she went and spoke directly with him about that. And he, like he exactly like he should, uh, kind of said, wait one ma'am, went directly to his supervisor, my, senior, my more senior enlisted uh, supply sailor that works for me, and said, hey, you know, this officer is tasking me with this thing. And that's an important piece that, uh, the tasking piece, and I'm gonna explain that in a minute, but she's, she's tasking me with this thing and she wants me to do it right now. And based on that and another encounter between this officer and the junior supply sailor that was pretty unprofessional to be perfectly honest with you, where she recalled him on a weekend to meet her in a non-work setting to sign a piece of paperwork that could have waited. So the supervisor, the supply sailor supervisor that he went to already knew about that, the, the signing the piece of paper in a, in a non-work setting. Uh, and then on top of that, she's now directly tasking his junior enlisted guy when they're in the middle of a ton of stuff. Like they're no joke in the middle of stowing a ton of parts and processing a bunch of requisitions and doing inventories and all this other stuff. So he gets frustrated and goes directly to the officer on his way to my supply officer to, to kind of ask her to intervene on his behalf. 
he was going up to her stateroom, to my supply officer's stateroom, to uh, let her know what was going on and ask could she talk to this officer about directly tasking his sailors. Runs into this junior officer, uh, and a confrontation ensues. And and this is the sec- kind of the second half of what I want to talk about uh, with picking your battles. Okay, so the confrontation that ensued uh, put both of these people in the wrong. Okay, so the first half being that the officer was directly tasking a junior enlisted sailor. And when I say directly tasking, what I mean by directly tasking is she went to him and said, do you have time to do this? I I need this done right now. In her mind, she was just asking a person if they had time to do something like just, Hey, I need this done. Do you have time to do this right now? Right. Coming from, a commissioned officer that wears dolphins to work, this junior list of supply sailor, even if, hey, do you feel like doing this right now? I mean, a- any way that you could phrase this, it's gonna it's gonna come across to that junior listed person from that, what they view as this very, you know, senior commissioned officer as tasking, right? It's kind of like, you know, your commanding officer or your, or in my, in my, in my mind, like when my CEO t- suggests something, that's tasking. Like, I, I'm making that happen, right? And so I, for a junior enlisted person, when a master chief or a, or a commission officer makes a suggestion or says, hey, do you have time to do this right now? Of, of course they do. Uh, I actually had a conversation recently with my commanding officer where he said it was nice that the one nice thing about being a commanding officer is everybody's always got time for you. And what he meant by that was like he could pop his head in someone's space and be like, hey, do you have time? Of course, even when they don't, they're going to drop what they're doing to do whatever the commanding officer needs them to do. Okay, so from that perspective, those people are going to view that as tasking when a senior supervisor suggests something. You got to be very cognizant of the power you wield uh, through the rank that, that you hold and the positions that you hold. Right. So that's a key point in this topic. Uh, and, and also that was kind of the part of the confrontation was she didn't understand why my supply supervisor was getting upset and was why he was frustrated. He's just, she, in her mind, it's just like, Oh, well he should have just told me he didn't have time. And the junior sailors thinking that this isn't an optional and reported it to the supply supervisor as tasking. Okay. So my supply supervisor then gets into a confrontation with this officer. So you can see where this is leading already. He was on his way to try to do the right thing, to go find me and to go find the supply officer and get them to intervene on his behalf because it was a commissioned officer giving the tasking, right? On his way to the supply officer's stateroom runs into this junior officer and the confrontation ensues where she is trying to confront him and and then starts flexing her bars a little bit, basically saying, stop walking away, stop and talk to me about this. Um, and he's already about to blow his top. And instead of doing what he was initially trying to do and instead of cooler heads prevailing and him walking away to go get the supply officer so she could do her job on his behalf, he blew his lid a little bit and he laid into this officer, right? He started yelling at her. He was unprofessional, you know, he was insubordinate and that's a a very separate line from expressing to her his frustration and why she, why it's wrong for her to be directly tasking his junior enlisted folks, right? And, you know, you can make a case for it not even being appropriate for him to do that. And, And this, 
supply supervisor I'm talking about is not a chief. Uh, separate kind of topic. It would, it could be appropriate. I'll, I'll say it could be in a lot of scenarios for that chief to mentor the junior officer. That's one of our jobs, and I've talked about that before. But this sailor, not a chief. So he was trying to do the right thing by going to his his department head to deal with this. But uh, blows his top, insubordinate, and, and the confrontation ensued, and it turned into paperwork on him, uh, you know, formal counseling, some corrective actions, had to go apologize to the officer, um, so on and so forth, and, and that's going to reflect a guarantee when in the future as far as when, when his performance is evaluated and we're talking about ranking boards and everything else, it's going to come up, right? No one's going to forget that. So there's that. That's the, that's the effect it had on my supply guy. Flip side of that, the, uh, the issues with the J.O. was she didn't believe she did anything wrong. She just couldn't let go of the fact that this enlisted sailor had mouthed off to her um, and just would not accept that the way she had gone about things was wrong. And, and they're separate issues, right? What she had done and how she had done it was, in fact, wrong. Okay, you, you don't go directly to a junior enlisted sailor and task them. That's why you have senior enlisted supervisors. That's why I get a paycheck, right? If you need my people to do something, she could have immediately like went straight to my department head and my department head would have gave that to me or she could have come to me, that's okay too, and said, senior chief, this is what I need from the supply department. Can you make this happen? Yes, ma'am, I'm on it. And I would have executed, de-conflicted, de scheduled, infoed her, infoed the supply officer, let the supply supervisor know so that it wouldn't affect his uh, daily work plan and work list and everything would have been good to go, right? But she just could not wrap her mind around the fact that that wasn't an issue and that she could go directly to this unit to say, she didn't do anything wrong and all she was trying to do was make the stuff happen and and um, she didn't task him and she just made a suggestion and all these other things, right? That mentorship happened, okay? So that I'll tell you, I was in the room for the conversation between her and my XO where mentorship happened the way that it was supposed to. I got to be a part of that, which I really liked because I'm hoping that the link is made at some point between uh, her leadership development and the chief's mess. Like, she needs to know that that mechanism is there for her. We're there to not only assist her in executing her program, but to develop her as a leader. And so I think the light bulb's flickering in that department, which was awesome. I'm, I was really glad I got to be a part of that. But then also uh, that both the supply supervisor who works for me and her, the junior officer, had the opportunity to walk away and understand that this was not the battle <laughs> that they needed to be having, that they didn't need to die on this hill. The way that both of them went about it was wrong. And they were two separate issues because she was right in that he was insubordinate and it was inappropriate and he shouldn't have done it. My supply supervisor was right in that she should not have directly tasked his junior sailor because that's that's his thing. That's what he runs. He owns that uh, that sailor's you know time and, and is the one that gives them tasking and the one that they answer to as, as the direct supervisor for what has to happen in the, in the, the supply in the, in the logistics division, right? So... The way that battle happened, the way that confrontation happened, um, it didn't have to happen. Number one is kind of the, the kind of the big takeaway. But then, what did happen? It, 
when it does happen is understanding that that's a teachable moment. My supply supervisor, having been around for a long time, understanding because I had talked to him twice prior to it, right? Where I talked to him immediately after it happened and gave him some verbal counseling. Then we formally counseled him and I spoke to him some more about it. Uh, I spoke to the supply officer about it. And then, you know, we got together in the corrective action where he would apologize, explain himself under the supervision of the supply officer and, and kind of reconcile that and move on. He walked away from that with a really just strong, productive leadership lesson and he took it all on board and was sitting there absorbing it. He got a lot out of the conversation with the XO and he's moving forward having learned something, having another leadership tool in his toolbox. It was a lot harder to get the junior officer there, but I think she got there. And just knowing that when these things happen, they're very teachable moments. It's not just about the accountability piece. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. It's just, you know, because part of what was gonna be the corrective action was just the way it was reported initially, and I had to push back really hard on this and use some other avenues to get this properly resolved, and it, which is why I got elevated to, to my XO, is a knee-jerk reaction where when the, the junior officer reported the, her side of the story, essentially, the knee-jerk reaction was to go crush my supply supervisor. And I stood in front of that bullet and was like, uh-uh, there's two sides of every story, somewhere in the middle lies the truth. I actually observed part of one of the interactions with her and the junior enlisted supply sailor, and it was not a one-way street. It was not something where this guy was just belligerent and disrespectful towards the commission officer. It was definitely a, a two-way street. They both contributed. They were both wrong in different ways. And both of those things had to get addressed so that both of them could grow as leaders. And so when you're looking at these things and you're choosing your battles, there are battles that need to get fought, right? And you can see a mini demonstration of that in that I fought the battle of, uh-uh, this is a two-way street. She did something wrong too, and that needs to get corrected as well. She needs to walk away from this corrected and developed as a leader so that going forward, this doesn't happen again. Because remember, like I said, this did not just affect supply. She was going, running a shipwide program, going around the entire ship, doing this to other people so, and other divisions and other departments. So this is something that needed to get corrected on that level so that, you know, it wasn't affecting everyone else and so that she could leave with that leadership lesson. And my guy on the supply side needed to get corrected and get that leadership lesson, not just get crushed because he wasn't being belligerent. He was defending his guy. He was, you know, attempting to do the right thing. There was a lot more layers to this than just he was belligerently insubordinate. So you got to choose those battles, right? And then the battle that they chose on both sides of this was not worth it and it should have never happened. They both should have understood where it was going and they both should have walked away and reconvened later, right? Uh, so there's a lot of layers to that, uh, a lot of different lessons that can be taken away from that. Uh, I, I thought it was a really interesting experience the other day and it took a lot of my time a few days ago and I just wanted to kind of talk through it out loud and, and point at the different things that happened during that experience to kind of share some of those lessons with you as they happen and, and understand that it's not always appropriate to just take something for face value, kind of look into it, ex examine each side, talk to all the people, 
before you start taking actions because accountability is important and accountability should happen. And in this scenario, accountability did happen, but the accountability wasn't just with the junior enlisted guy. The, the JO got held accountable too because she did something wrong as well. And then the, the lesson was taught. And that's really important that we don't just hold them accountable. We hold them accountable and provide the leadership lesson so that the why is addressed, so that the root cause is, is addressed, so that we don't have this problem again in the future. Otherwise, we're gonna be doing this every day. We're gonna be addressing these things every day and it's gonna just monopolize all of our time and we're not really fixing anything. We're addressing symptoms of problems instead of the root cause. Uh, so that's what I got for today. I wanted to get that one out. Um, this I'm already going longer than I did on the last one and I gotta go get myself some food and go home and uh, be a family man. So thanks for listening. As always, I hope you got something out of it and don't give up the ship. <laughs>